Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host, Michelle Dosbert, and I'm super excited to be here. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Atlanta. We are just, just so tickled to be here. Yes, we are, because I, <laughs> I like my guest. I like the person that's sitting next to me. I know this is going to be a very informative and interesting conversation today. I love when I'm able to bring her here. So yes, we're going to introduce her in just a second. First of all, I want to thank all of the wonderful people that are taking time to check us out today. Let me give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service, public speaking, mentoring, workshops, and the arts. And we have been doing this medium here, this platform since April 16th, 2016. Wow. Do the math. My math's not that great. You handle the math, but yes. Right. Yeah. So we've been doing it for a while. And so I have been honored to have this beautiful ray of sunshine with me. This is her third. This is your third time. I think so. The third time. I think it's the third time. Third time. We love when this person comes. At least I do because I laid everything out on the table and she helps me and she helps the listeners. It is my guest, Natalie Ellis. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I am good. I am good. This month is, what is it? Mental, Mental Health, Health Awareness, Awareness Month. Month. May, yes. I'm wearing a t-shirt. She brought gifts. Yes. Look at that. Gifts have to go this way. Mental yeah. Health Matters. Look at that. Look at that. Mental Health Matters. It's so much to cover, Natalie. There's just so much going on. First of all, how are you? You look great. Thank you. You look great. You're radiating. You're beaming. Thank you. Are you taking care of your mental wealth and I health? am doing my very best to do so. Yeah. And like I tell all my clients and everybody that I come across that it's important to do that mm -hmm. and that taking care of our mental health is a daily journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's something we have to do every day because, you know, life is full of ups and downs. It and so is. It's important that we take the time to take care of our mental health. It is. It is. And, and you know, Natalie, I think we talked... During the pandemic, when it early, when it was starting, yeah. and now the pandemic is over, what are we seeing? People are still struggling with their mental health. I Absolutely. mean, you can't see her eyebrows, but they did go up when she had to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. So they are, they are people are, yeah, we're still, people are, people are struggling. People were struggling before the mental health yes. and definitely before the pandemic. Yes. And definitely after the pandemic, people are struggling even more mm. and trying to find sense of normalcy. Mm. Right. But again, as we, as we know, life is, there's so much stuff going on yeah. the crimes the things happening not too long ago I in atlanta yeah yeah with the shootings i know um you know house market and yes. all these things so people are under a lot of stress and pressure so oh the taking care of our mental health is key in all of this pressure because these are pressures that we we, we can't really avoid mm -hmm. or do anything mm -hmm. about to some mm -hmm. extent but what we can do something about is how we choose to take care of right. ourselves right right so. as a professional though natalie you're seeing a surge like you're seeing more are you seeing more people come to you for help or are you seeing that there's just more problems or things that are triggering? Well, message? it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm seeing is people who are in a position at this point to recognize that they cannot take care. They cannot do it alone. Okay. Right. And okay. so these are people who 
high functioning yes. professionals yes. who's achieved a lot of things, but yes. given the circumstances of what's happened in their life, given the stressors, given things at work, they've reached a point where it's become too much. Mm. Right, so I have a lot of those clients. And then I've had clients who's just always have struggled in terms of their mental health. Um, and it just, things just got harder. Yes. They just need more help in handling, um, their stuff. Mm, mm. Now I, we may have some new listeners. So let me be fair because I just jumped right into the conversation because mm-hmm. I know Natalie and I like Natalie, <laughs> but tell the people, Natalie, how long have you been in your profession? What your title, how long you've been doing it? Okay. Give people a little background. Okay. Well, I'm Natalie Ellis. Mm. I am a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia. And my um, profession is actually working to be licensed in multiple states outside of just Georgia, which is great. And the pandemic, because of having to stay home yes. and with virtual stuff. So yes. the pandemic kind of pushed some of that. Mm. And so I'm able to see eventually able to see more people mm. um, throughout the country. And so, as I said, I'm a licensed mental health um, counselor in the state of Georgia. I've been licensed for over 20 years, actually 23 years. I've been licensed since 20, since 2000. For 23 years. Right. Go on. (laughs) For 23 years. Since 2000, I've been licensed. Um, I have a private practice here in the state of Georgia in the Decatur area. Um, where I, of course, see clients and I see clients as young as three to, to as young as, I have a 92 year old client wow. as well. Wow. Right. Um, and so I see clients for individual therapy. I see couples. I see families, um, groups. And in my practice, I work with other counselors mm-hmm. to become, um, licensed. And then I also do trainings out of my office. So lots of things we can do in regards to mental health. And my key with my business is called Esteem Counseling and Consulting Services. And Esteem stands for Empower Self Through Enrichment, yeah. Education and Motivation. And my whole mission is to empower others, yes. right? Making sure that they are educated in the field of mental health, making sure they are empowered in the field of mental health, um, making sure that they are um, motivated to take care of yeah. their mental health, yes. all of that. Yes. Okay. And she says, hi, steamers, right? Hi, I do. <laughs> I do in my social media and I'm all over social media. I do start off by saying hi, esteemers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I love it. You're doing such great work. So this is an honor to have you here today, Natalie, because um, I feel that you're extremely passionate about your profession and wanting to help other people and and wanting to help not, you know, you're you, not that you have a respective person, but I feel like you really want to help black and brown people mm-hmm. with their mental health because we're struggling. We are. We are. We're struggling. We're just now getting to a space, Natalie, where we can say that we need help, like we're identifying it. But there's still a huge gap. I think women may 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 often come more so. And, you know, the numbers better than I do. And it may still be a struggle for men to really um, embody that. Is that right? That that is right. That is right. I do have a lot of male clients, though, however, but it is still very difficult. Awesome. But like you mentioned, overall, there is still a lot of stigma and shame connected to, to, um, to mental health. And so people stay silent. Yes. Right. And so one of the things we talk about is if we could break the the shame and the stigma, we could hopefully could break the silence. Yeah. Right. So and a lot of the work that I do in my social media page is to kind of destigmatize mental health Mm -hmm. and to take away the shame of of mental health, at least the shame that holds us stuck. Right. Because, again, it's 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 perfectly normal to feel shame of things that um 
that we disapprove yeah, of, and that's yeah. fine. But when now that shame puts us in a space where we're stuck mm-hmm. and we be down on ourselves and we hate ourselves as mm-hmm. a result of it, then that's not productive and gets yeah. us nowhere. Yeah. Absolutely. A, a word that I've learned this past year, if you will, <laughs> is self-medicate. Self-medicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a post about that. It said, don't self-medicate. <laughs> do the work. Do the work. Yes, do the work. Absolutely. Right, right. So I, I'm finding that because people might be embarrassed mm-hmm. or there's stigmatism with trying to get help, and I'm air quoting help because mm-hmm. help could be different things, Absolutely. right? Yes. Um, people are finding other vices mm-hmm. or other means mm-hmm. in trying to numb the pain or, or not deal with sure. what is bothering them Absolutely. or what keeps coming up for them. That's another term, right? Yeah. Things that keep coming up. Absolutely. Another hot word is triggers triggers, and, yes. and things of that nature. Absolutely. And so I think what you offer is so important mm-hmm. to just identify what is, what is a step that we would need to do to, to eliminate self-medicate doing self-medication. Right. Is there something we should do or look out for? Absolutely. So one of the things I tell people to is to become self-aware. So part of ah. part of the work that I do with clients, which is again, here's my book, How to Stay Mentally Healthy, A Self-Guide to Self-Awareness and Self-Discovery. Because that is yes. that is the first step is awareness. Awareness about what is going on with you to know what to do next. Right. right? And when we're, we're not aware of something, then there's really nothing to do about it. Mm. But when we start to mm. take, acknowledge and own whatever's going on, then it puts us in position. What do we do next about it? And so when it comes to self-medicating, again, a lot of people are struggling and they're not struggling now. They've been struggling, right? And, and again, depending on their traumas, depending on their upbringing, depending on their situations and life experiences, how to cope happens very early on. Right. And so when it comes to self-medicating in results to drugs, the, there's probably behaviors that started very early on in people's lives that help them get through things. And then now this thing has become a habit, has right. become an addiction, right. for, you know, for right. whatever capacity. Right. And so at some point, yes, got to take a moment to recognize what the issue is and become self-aware mm-hmm. and then start doing the work. And the self-medicate, Natalie, is not just in my mind is not necessarily just drugs. Sometimes it's eating. Oh yeah. It's shopping. It's sex. Mm-hmm. It's pornography. Mm-hmm. It's da 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 da. Fill in the blank. Like whatever Absolutely. you're doing. Whatever you need to do, do. that um numbs you. That yes. that um yes. Yes. puts you in a position where you feel as if um you can escape. Like I have a lot of clients who dissociate, right? And mm-hmm. so that's a form of, I don't want to say self-medication, yeah, but, but that's a form of just disconnecting exactly. as a way of coping, right? Drinking. Mm-hmm. Drinking, mm-hmm. right? And so all these things puts us in the position to not fully deal with the situation, right? And mm-hmm. so they they help temporarily, yes, but long-term, it doesn't help. Yeah. And un- not unfortunately, but in order to heal and, and be in the journey of healing, we have to constantly face whatever the issue is. Yes. And confront it head on. That's difficult though, Natalie. Oh, it's very difficult. It's hard. It is. We don't even want to look at ourselves in the mirror every day. Right. Just when we wake up and brush our teeth and wash our face, it's hard. Like good morning, gorgeous, right? Mary J. Blige with the whole kind of getting us to appreciate what we see when we look in the mirror, extend kindness and love mm-hmm. yeah. and not be so hard on ourselves. Absolutely. So that Absolutely. is a big step for a lot of people. It is. And now you're talking about like deal with it, like face ourselves with this stuff. It is. And that's a lot of the work um, that's necessary, which is why I encourage people to seek 
the additional support. And mm-hmm. so as therapists, I tell people I'm a tool, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so whatever tool you need to do the work, mm-hmm. whatever work that you need to do, yeah, seek professional help to do that. And so I'm a tool to help people um, get to that next step and to do the work for towards their healing. And yes, and it, it's, it's a lot of that. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror. It's about acknowledging the flaws, acknowledging all the things that you're ashamed of, that you hate, mm-hmm. and what is necessary to to confront those things and to take the necessary step forward, yeah. right? Because again, when we're not our when we're not our best self, it becomes very difficult to be our best for others, right? And people feel it, right? We we yeah. we know it, yeah. The negative energy, yeah, right. When people aren't in good mm-hmm. spaces, right? They're upset, they're mad, they're worried, whatever they got going on, and here they are now. It affects us because they're they're they put it on us, yeah, right, yeah. And so the work starts with us projecting. They That's project. another word I learned. They, they do project. behind your back. I've been learning. Good for you. Good for you. Absolutely. They projecting on you. They do project. And you don't even know where this is coming from. You have no idea. Right. And 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 if you have your own trauma, mm. we tend to personalize when somebody's projecting. So they put their stuff, they got whatever going on, yeah. they put it on us, and then next thing we know is what did I do? Did I do yeah. something to them? Yeah. Now we're now we're having our own internal struggles based on what mm-hmm. the person is when it had nothing to do with you. I know. And so another thing I I tell clients, once we start doing the work, they start to recognize that to say, Hey, oh, that's not Oh, you, oh, you're mad. Oh, yeah. you're mad about something else. Got yeah. nothing to do with me and how to not engage. Yeah. Right. Cause now when I'm engaging with you, my, my yeah. R is off and here we are. Yeah. Right? We're back and forth with Back it. and forth when some of that stuff is nothing to engage with because it, it isn't, it isn't yours to begin with. Yeah. But it's coming your way. That's the whole thing. Definitely address you know, it. Right. It's being but projected it's, towards you. Sure. It's, it's learning how to address something without personalizing it. Because mm-hmm. once we personalize it, now, now it's all, now it's ruins my whole day. Right. 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 We, don't want we that. can definitely check people. Yeah. But checking people doesn't mean we, it has to ruin mm. all of um, our path. Mm. Mm. You know? And so it's figuring that out. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing to what, in what you said, cause you hit it on the head is that the behaviors that we may see in someone, this just didn't happen today. Right. This is something that was down the road. Yeah, it's a combination of things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, when somebody's reacting and responding and behaving at this moment, we see this moment and it definitely affects us in this moment. But again, we don't know what happened 10 minutes earlier. We don't know what happened a year earlier. 12 years earlier, right? And so many times, again, because people don't necessarily do their own work, many times people are, we carry all this stuff Mm -hmm. with us, right? Mm -hmm. We carry all this stuff with us and then something happens, we smell something, we see something, we're triggered or something is happening in this moment and we're triggered and then we react to that trigger. Yeah. Right? And that's what we often see. Again, none of that is okay, Mm -hmm. but that is what, what happens and Again, when, because we can only control ourselves, right. then it's my responsibility to make sure that I don't put that on someone. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility to make sure that I don't just react and respond to, to anybody when it had nothing to do with mm-hmm. them. I have mm-hmm. to do that work for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we feel that the whole mental health is just getting cliche? Is it, is it watering down or it's, or is it really starting to get the momentum it deserves when we talk about mental health? I think it gets them, it's getting the momentum it deserves, but like anything else, when it's being talked about a lot, it, people start to see it as cliche mm-hmm. or is just an excuse, right? right? Whereas these things have always been there. And mental health is a real thing, right? 
yes, mental health is not a reason to do behaviors that's heinous and that's um, inappropriate, but it is a thing also that's there. Mm -hmm. And so when we can acknowledge that as a thing, then hopefully when we address this thing, then we could avoid all these other things that Mm -hmm. comes along Mm -hmm. with it, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we're trying to fix a problem, an overall problem, we have to understand the whole the whole issue mm. connected to that problem, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't, it, it doesn't um, exist. Nothing exists in a vacuum, right? And so we have to be able to understand the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, mental health, as cliche as it may seem, oh, this person did this, oh, it's about mental health, oh. But yeah, there's something, there's something to that. Yeah. Because again, if along the way that could have been addressed, some things may have been avoided. Right. Some things may have been handled differently. Right, right, right. 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 And you mentioned in, the, in, in our op- in your opening comments, just what's going on in Atlanta. So, you know, just last week or so, we caught the shooter, right? They caught the shooter, Dion Patterson, the alleged shooter that went into a medical facility yeah. and, mm-hmm. and shot at five people. One had passed away. The others are um, in critical or fighting. Yeah. You, yeah. They're, they're not yet in stable condition was the last thing that I've heard. Mm-hmm. And then people are trying to figure out, well, was he... Was his mental health? Was what was his triggers? Like we don't know unless we yeah. talk to him. Yeah, yeah. We 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 won't ever know people's people's triggers, right? Because again, the thing about trauma, the thing about our experiences, Ooh. we experience our experiences um, viscerously. That's yeah. not the right word, right? With 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 our all of our senses, mm-hmm. what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, right? Mm-hmm. And so I could hear a song. And the song brings me back. Right. Right. If the song is associated to something great and positive, then it brings me to a happy mood. But if the song is associated with something scary and something traumatic, it could put me in a whole other mood. You won't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. But this this song automatically puts me in that space. Yeah. Right. And now once I'm in that space, I'm I'm reacting and responding according to it. Now, if I am self-aware, then I can say, oh, man, that song got me there. And let me do something to check myself so that I don't project it, Mm -hmm. right? But you have people who are constantly triggered and they don't even understand why they're triggered. They just find themselves angry, upset, Mm. pissed, and then here they are. Yeah. Right? And on top of it too, it's again, a compilation of things that can trigger us. Right now, it's, 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 it's you not, um, I'm asking you to hold my hand, you refusing to hold my hand, not knowing I had all this stuff happening. So yeah. this is minute, yeah. granted. Yeah. But again, imagine somebody who is already struggling to fight for yeah. air in the water. Yeah. yeah. And then this thing happens. So now you're oh yeah. You're yeah. totally drowning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's something small, mm. but that thing is exactly what gets them under. Mm. And then here we have a reaction and a response. Again, none of this is okay. It's not yeah. okay to have that reaction. However, if we have a better handle on on all those pieces, then maybe we could have given him a few more right. air, right? <laughs> Give him opportunity to not have I to, know, for that. We don't want to see him go. We don't want to see him go like that. So, so Natalie, it's, it's very difficult. You know, there's so many things to ask when you are meeting someone new, mm-hmm. right? Back in the day, it was like, do you have a job? You know, have you ever been married? You know, mm-hmm. is your driver's license, is it suspended? Is it still, you know, you don't have any parking tickets, do you? You know, it's real, it's real <laughs> casual. Right. Now it's, it's, it feels like it's a, it's a laundry list of things. Um, 
And, and one of those things that are on there could be, I don't know, how do you ask if you've had any trauma experiences or, or what triggers you? I don't know. How do you ask that? And then when it happens, you're just like in a space. You don't even know what to do. How do we get to know? How do we talk about those things? Yeah. How do we get to know more about people we might be interested in or just are, are inviting in our circle? Absolutely. Right. and I think again, the more self-aware we are of our own mm-hmm. history, right? Our, our, our genes, you know, our family history and, um, and knowing how those things affect us, the easier it becomes to potentially be okay with asking the question, right? But as we're avoiding our own stuff, we're trying to avoid with others as well, right? right? right. And so, and it's, it's difficult, right? Um, mental health is still very, is because it's so taboo. It's very hard to talk about, but it is important to, it's important to observe. It's important to observe how people interact within their families. It's yeah. important to ask, Hey, um, you know, have you ever experienced any kind of trauma? These, these are the things I've experienced mm-hmm. and this is how those things shaped my life. Right. What are the things you've experienced that shaped your life? Right. And so then we, once we start having these conversations, then it gives us um, more insight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The problems may still, may still occur. Right. Because yeah. again, we're not immune because, because we're in a journey of, of wellness and health and healing. We're not immune from things happening to right. us. Right. We're That's not immune right. from, from our emotions. We're not immune from those things because right. we're human at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. But in the awareness, we can be more intentional to do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone, I met someone and, um, and just talking and then, you know, it led to another conversation. And then, you know, he just said, you know, I see a therapist. He just put it out. He's like, I see a therapist. I was like, oh, you know. I was like, well, good for you. And, you know, it was tied to the VA and that type of thing. And, you know, he shared the reasons why he did. One was because of the pandemic. Okay. Yeah. Um, And just not knowing, you know, being a first line responder type position. You know, he was one of the people that always had to show up for work. Right. So I won't disclose what he did, but, um, his concern was he wasn't sure what was coming at him. Okay. He would never know. Mm -hmm. And so that was creating some sense of anxiety. Absolutely. Right. And so I was like, kudos to you Mm -hmm. for realizing that was something going on Mm -hmm. with you, a trigger, if you will, and that you're taking advantage of your resources to get some help and just talking to someone about it. It's just a conversation, right? Yes, it is. And now it's just a conversation. conversation. Right. And again, and also with that conversation, because it is a heavy conversation, you also get to see how people react and respond to that. Mm-hmm. Right. And whether or not this is something that they too have shame about, mm-hmm. um, if there's any type of, um, um, judgment surrounding those things. Mm-hmm. And that helps, you know, what to do next with all of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We talk about mental health all the time. We talk about the importance of it, but I still don't feel, um, that it's, it's incorporated in our, in how even we make our money, right? In mm-hmm. a sense, as okay. paid employees for corporate America, mm-hmm. like for me to see someone like you, that's still an out of pocket, right? It's not typically included. Well, there are some great things out there. For example, EAP, employee assistance programs, okay. Okay. right? And so what I think happens is, employees, em- employers don't do a good job of putting information out there mm. to let people know, hey, these are all your benefits. Mm. These are all your benefits, right? 
<laughs> but there's benefits out there. There's leave, there's family leave, the FMLA, there's all kind of these leaves. So with a lot of my clients, I'm talking to them about that stuff and right. saying, hey, talk to your employer and see if this is an option for you. Mm-hmm. See if this is an option for you. So there's that. So there's the opportunities are there. There's benefits out there. Of course, there could always be more. Right. Absolutely. And, and um, insurances, insurances are can be better. Yeah. yeah that's health, I mean. health insurance is not the best. But that's my own soapbox with health insurance. It's all insurances, period. But health insurances could could, could be <laughs> could very well be better. That's where I was going. Yeah, could very well be better. Yeah, because I have people who who pay a lot out of pocket yeah. until their copays met, mm-hmm. and there's some people who don't pay who don't pay anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it all depends on the insurance. It all depends on where you work that has great insurance versus mm-hmm. not so great insurance. Yeah, yeah. So it's all those things. Um, but the other interesting piece about that too is knowing that there there's resources out there is one thing. And then being, giving yourself permission to use the resource. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing that I find too is clients who struggle with just taking a day off work. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, just take a day off. <laughs> right. And then, no, I get feeling obligated. The yeah. layer of obligation to someone else supersedes the obligation just for self care for yourself. I, ooh. Right. And, and to me, that's an, that's an issue. Ooh. Right. Because again, and with me, my question to every client, whenever they pose, que- whenever they're, they're posing questions or whenever there's concerns, I always say, well, what does that say about you? What does it say about you when you just decide to take off a day or say, you don't feel like going into work today? What does that say about you? And often many times it's, it's, we, we create our own narratives, right? Yes. Narratives that we've, that we've created from all of our experiences, all of our upbringing. And so, for example, I had a client, her narrative is, if I don't go into work, um, they might think I'm irresponsible. Yeah. Well, you've been going into work for the last five years, <laughs> taking a day off. But that would be where you, that's what comes up, right? But that's what comes up, right? Yeah. And so then being able to kind of see that, well, you're not irresponsible, yeah. but somewhere along the way over the years, that there, there was that message somewhere, right? That you got to go, you got to yeah. go, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so talking through clients with, with about that, yeah. about utilizing the services, there are services, use them. We just don't know how to, we don't know how to turn off Natalie. We don't. We don't because we feel like if we don't go, we're lazy or we feel, we feel, um, I can't lose a day work because then I'm going to have to make up for that day that I stayed home and I could have went in. I wasn't really sick. I was, you know, I could just make it till Friday. That's always the answer. We're saying that on Monday. That's always If I could just make it to Friday. Right. And then, you know, so we just don't know. It's just, it's it's just difficult for for some of us. I won't say for all because some people be like, girl, I well, I've I've learned that it's not difficult for me, and that I can I and that I value my self care, and there's nothing selfish about self care. Okay, right? There's nothing selfish with with saying to your employer, "Hey, I'm not going in today," mm. because again, guess what? They don't have a problem telling you to work extra hours and extra shift. That is correct. Okay, that they'll is tell correct. you come work, come work extra hours. Not not caring how how you're feeling, what's yeah, going on I with you. They'll they'll yeah. keep they'll keep piling it on you right and so when we're not setting those boundaries with them then here we are and and the thing for me again going back to self-awareness is over time right so when we've established these unhealthy behaviors by never taking the time off right okay today is not a big deal but then when we wake up it's been three months five months six months since you've had a vacation yeah and then you're struggling with stuff 
it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense why you don't feel yeah. so well, right? Because yeah. that's what I get with clients. So I don't feel so well. I don't know. And then once, once, I, once they start talking and I put that together, well, la- when was the last time you had a vacation? Mm-hmm. It's been a- <laughs> Oh, well, it makes sense why your your body feels, yeah. and your mind feels, yeah. because you haven't had a break. Yeah, you haven't had a break, yeah. Right? So although time moves very quickly, and so those three yeah. months came just like yeah. that, but at the end of the day, it's still three months, mm. and the body still feels that, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then, unfortunately, as what we find is, whether you choose to be intentional with your self-care, the body's going to do what it's going to do. Diabetes, high blood pressure, strokes. So this yeah. Stuff is going to happen anyway because your body's going to tell you, mm-hmm. right? And and we don't want to get there. Yeah. It's not okay to get there. It's not. Right? And, and and it's better to get ahead of it before there's even anything going on versus trying to take care of it if once something shows its, its, its face. And that's it's, typically when people come in, right? When things are uh, are showing its face, when, when you know, the doctor's telling them, these things when now they're noticing they just can't can't juggle anything anymore right um then that's when they're coming in because it's gotten to be so much and i think the 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 best approach to everything is um yeah to be proactive yeah being proactive and yeah. creating a, a pattern of that in in a, a structure where you can be proactive to self-care. I think we're proactive about other things in our life, Natalie, like our finances. We're learning to be more proactive about that, right? Whether sure. that's reducing debt, saving up for a rainy day through increasing 401ks and investing and doing things. I think there's a proactive there. Uh, movement there. I think we're proactive when we get up and we work out every day, right? Because we want to maintain a certain weight or lose weight or just be healthy. But that self-care, that you, and, and, you know, not for nothing, financials and health could, um, physical health can be components of one self-care. Absolutely. So I don't want to diminish that, but I mean, just like, like, I'm not doing it today, like shutting down, like, nope. I've, no. <laughs> right, right. And and you're absolutely right cuz all those emotional health, financial health, yeah. physical health, mm-hmm. mental health, all of those are all parts of yeah. our health. And when we're proactive in all things, then it 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 helps. It's yeah. definitely better. Absolutely. And so one thing I tell clients it's when you're doing your part, trust that. Mhm. And know that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Right? And so because we also live in in Fear-based, right? Fear of losing your job, right? Fear of losing job, fear of not having enough money. So you keep working, right? Fear. There's all these fears. And again, whether you like it or not, when the body starts, it's going to do what it's going to do. So the money you're trying to not spend still gets spent. The money, you know, the, the those things still tend to happen. Now you get medical bills. There's all these layers of problems that, again, could have been avoided potentially mm. when you simply did the self-care. Mm. So, so I strongly encourage people to do that. So wise, so wise. What I find is that if we can't control, we can't control relationships. Like Mm -hmm. we can't control how people may feel or not feel about us. And then we pivot, right? So what we can't, I can't do anything about that. So I'm going to overload in these, (laughs) I'm going to overload in these other areas to, Make it seem like I have some sense of control yeah. to numb any kind of effects or emotions or to look like I'm working through 
what has happened. Do mm-hmm. you, you, you sense that a little bit with some of your clients or am I your only one? <laughs> well, when things feel out of control for a lot of people, it's trying to gain some of that control back. Yes. Right. Yes. And many times we are trying to gain control back, um, in ways that's still also not, um, always um productive or efficient mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so trying to control by controlling people by controlling things that's still outside of your control right right because what you can control is strictly your reaction your response just you right but then when you're trying to control other things and come to find out oh you can't so there's always an there's always this anxiety of what's going to happen what's going to happen mm-hmm. yeah because that is a a, a question that's going to always be there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And so people find themselves constantly um, either going down rabbit holes yeah. or in this rat race. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's taking a step back with, again, which is why I, I talk to clients a lot about when you're doing the things you need to be doing for yourself in terms of self-care, in terms of saving money, the worry about what may happen isn't so much that. Yes. Right. Because yes. it may or may not happen, may not. but if it does, because you've done your part, mm-hmm. you should be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's also learned to trust that, mm-hmm. right? And so for a lot of my clients, they they do struggle a lot with trust, yeah. just trusting themselves, faith, yes. you know, that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so there's this constant trying to make everything okay, make right. everything okay. And right. then it creates more anxiety because as we know too, life, the more you're trying to make some, there's still more stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I find, uh, Natalie, that the best thing for me, I've discovered this. I've learned a lot since the last time. Nice. That's exciting. <laughs> so another thing I had a, I had a thing, Natalie, that as, um, if I'm in something and it didn't end well or resonate in a good place, I would always be, oh, I just, I just hate this feeling. I can't wait till I get to, mm, mm-hmm. to, to get through it. Mm-hmm. I was trying to rush mm-hmm. the through process of it, mm-hmm. like trying to get to the, the other side of it. Sure. Right. Sure. And, and what has helped is enjoying the day. Yeah. Enjoying the journey of getting to that side. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm still working through things, I'm enjoying the day versus the anxiety of hurrying up to try to get through it so that this feeling Mm -hmm. of emotions or whatever it is can get off of me. Instead of that, it's like, I'm enjoying the day. Absolutely. So however I feel, I feel, Mm -hmm. but I'm not rushing a process because I don't like process, but I'm getting better. (laughs) And I've always, I've always told you that, like, I don't like the process, Natalie, but I'm getting better at it to understand and it's a maturity thing, mm-hmm. not to, to, you know, it's, it's very hard, but it's, it's a part of life, right? That you, you're going to have some ups and some downs Absolutely. and ebbs and flows. Absolutely. And it's just a matter of how do you want to row your boat through that? Right. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to be in anxiety, like I just, or emotional where it's like, you know, I'm waiting and rushing to get to the end of the rainbow. I want to enjoy every day because there's lessons to be learned, right? There is. That's the part too that we, we have to embrace that there's something to learn out of what you're going through, what you've experienced, what you've come through. And I think another thing, we don't afford ourselves enough of our own strength. The fact that we've made it from one day to the next 
is is remarkable. Like we should commend ourselves because some people did not make it. Mm -hmm. So we're hard on ourselves. So I'm learning that every little thing matters and counts. And it does. And it does. And that's a really good point. And for a lot of my clients, I'm always having to help them identify that mm-hmm. by just sitting, right? Sitting with what you have going on, but also taking a step back and seeing where you came from. Yes. That right? part. Because I get, I get where you are isn't where you want to be. Right. Right. Which is again, the good point of what you say, because we're constantly over here. Yes. Right. And we just can't wait to get there. That part. But in, in that too, we miss, we miss a lot. Yes. Right. The present, the present is truly a gift. Mm-hmm. It is. Right. And learning to embrace the present and yes. learning to, in embracing the present, you're also embracing your experiences. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to acknowledge what you feel, but know that you're going to be okay and yeah. know that tomorrow will be different. Right. right. But in this moment, it's okay to acknowledge what you're feeling. Yeah. 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 And, and that strength is a big, big piece. And sometimes I have to tell clients, look at all what you've accomplished. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're still standing. You're still here, you know, despite what have you had to experience, you know, you've had some resilience, resiliency, yeah. and you're still here. So mm-hmm. give yourself, like, pat yourself on Absolutely. the back. That's Absolutely. okay to do. It is. It's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, I've learned the journey is it can be refreshing versus just trying to hurry up and get to the end point because I could miss things and I don't want to miss things. Absolutely. And when what happens too when we tend to hurry? is it's almost as if we're dismissing what we've experienced. And so one thing I tell people too, it's just like I have clients who who suffers a loss, a death, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And again, because it's so uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel good, we just want to get back to Mm -hmm. normal, right? Mm -hmm. And so two things there, we can't, there's no normal to what, there's no going back to the normal that we knew. Right. Because again, it's a new normal, right? Yeah. So understanding that experience. And so when you're trying to go back to something that no longer exists, obviously it's, it, it's always feels as if you could never get there. Yeah. Cause it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Right. And so it's create, it's figuring out a new normal. But at the same time, when we're just trying to rush to get there too, it's, it's almost as if all that you are going through doesn't matter. Right. It's okay to be angry and feel angry about what's happened. It's okay to be sad and feel sad about what's happened. Okay. It's okay to, to, um, to, to feel guilt about what's happened. Mm. Right. Yes. We don't want to stay in those spaces, but it's okay to acknowledge it. But to acknowledge it, you have to give yourself that opportunity Mm -hmm. and space to do so. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's interesting how we don't tend to validate what we have going on, but we don't like it if somebody doesn't do it, doesn't validate us. Right. 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 If somebody says, um, you know, you're feeling this and you tell them, get over it. You know, we don't like how it feels, get over it. Right. But then we're telling ourselves that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Indirectly. That's something we were kind of doing to ourselves Mm -hmm. by saying, nope, I don't, I shouldn't feel this. Let me just get here. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Right. And so we want to validate and we want to acknowledge what we're feeling and put words to it. Cause it does matter when we put words to it. When we, um, say it out loud, I encourage my clients to say out loud what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, take that deep breath. If you need to sit with it for a minute, take sit with it for a minute. And at times if you say, nope, it's time to get up and go, then you get up and go. Mm-hmm. But at least validate what's happening. Yeah. Let's just not pretend, right? Because that's what ha- tends to happen, right? It's pretending as if, oh, this doesn't exist and just putting it aside as if this doesn't exist. But again, we, we, which is the awareness is another big piece. We want to mind, body, soul 
everything's connected, right? And so because I'm putting something aside doesn't mean it no longer exists, mm-hmm. right? And so we tend to put things aside, our experiences, our, our bad stuff, yes. we just kind of put it here as if, as if it didn't matter, right? As if it can't, um, because we don't want to feel all the right. emotions connected it's, it's, to it, it right? It's uncomfortable. Right? Because it's very uncomfortable. But as we put it here, we're putting it here with the weight. And what I often tell clients too, by the time they come sitting, sit with me, it's that weight has now gotten very heavy. Right? And so the work I have to do with clients is we have to get through all that. We, we got to un- we gotta unpack, unpack this bag that you've been carrying of weight and we got to go through it. Go through it. And I know that's what's hard. It is hard. It's hard to um, look at your pain, right? Because you already feel it, right? But it's hard to have to look at it and, and dissect it, it. And talk about it too. And talk about it and sit with it. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot, Natalie. It does, get, a, it does get to be a lot. It's not easy. It's not. Because the older we get, you know, some of us have been carrying stuff since we were 10, eight, six. You're talking to clients now at three. They've only been on the planet three years and they need to talk to you already. They do. (laughs) I mean, as we know, trauma doesn't start. First of all, trauma starts an embryo, right? If the woman is going through a lot of stuff, guess what? The baby's going through a lot of stuff. Wow, that's true. Right? Everything that's that's affecting the woman is affecting the baby. So there's babies already coming um, with lots of stuff going on emotionally. Because all those things do affect the neurons for our body, our chemical makeup, right? And so, yeah, and you got babies too in environments where there is domestic violence, where there is things happening, where there's constant yelling, where there's people fighting and so that baby's affected so yeah babies babies are human they, yeah. they see everything too they just don't have the words to say anything but they're experiencing it and guess what the the body remembers which is again what i said with we experience things with all of our senses what we hear what we see what we smell what we taste right the baby hears sees smell taste so they're experiencing life with with all of that and so although i have clients who don't necessarily remember things that happened to them at three at two but they're reacting and responding mm. to the trauma mm-hmm. that happened to them at two or three. Mm-hmm. Because if if somebody yells, there might be something like this. They might yeah. be like, mm. they feel uncomfortable. They, they sense it, mm. right? They could smell something and it's like, oh, they, right? Wow, wow. Yeah, it's they, they sense it. And so when clients are specifically dealing and talking about traumas, then that's a lot of the work that we do, mm-hmm. how to dive deep into some of those things that's in our in our psyche to get mm-hmm. to, to, to get it out in the open, to be aware. Mm-hmm. And the work isn't easy because being woke about our mental health, Gee. it's, it's a lot. It's, it, a lot. It's, 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 it's a lot. And, and, and yes, and we are responsible for figuring it out, even though somebody else may have caused the damage. Yes. But we are responsible for fixing the damage mm-hmm. that's been caused to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Natalie, do we feel that, um, do you feel that what you eat impacts your, Oh yeah. I'm all about the total self. It's a whole, uh, whole. We yes. have to take care of our whole self. Yes. Right. Um, so yes, omega threes help with mood. Right. Making sure you you pay attention to what you eat. Making sure you get enough sleep. Making yeah. sure you're exercising, movement. Yeah. You know, getting sunlight. All of those things affect our mood. Affect mm-hmm. our thoughts. Affect us. And so it's the whole self. Mm-hmm. Is is part of that self care. So yes. Eating habits mm. is important. Absolutely. For for somebody that uh, might be on the fence that's listening or watching, and they're like, "I think there's something going on with me. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know." What could you recommend as a first step for that person? 
Well, if there's, if they're, um, again, thinking something's going on with them, I definitely encourage them to speak with, again, if there is a PCP, a primary care physician, mm. talk to your doctor. Okay. All right. Talk to your doctor. Because right again, with when clients come to me, although, yes, the assumption is it's a mental health related, right? But I always say, when was the last time you had your physical? Mm. Because again, our thyroid affects our mood. Right. Different things, different things going on with our, with our body chemically affects us. Mm. Right. And so when was the last time you had blood work done? Mm. You know, let's get all these things done. And if everything's normal, okay, now we know for sure it's more mental health. Right. 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 Versus, versus something chemically going on. Mm. But yeah, some people's thyroid levels could be off. Mm. Levels are, when our levels are off, sugar level brings irritation. You know, when our levels are off, it affects us. And so we want to make sure we are taking care of our physical health and our mental. It's all together collectively. And yes, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. To, I got to pay attention to what I eat and I got to pay attention to making sure I breathe, making sure I do this, make sure I do that. <laughs> it's, it's a lot to pay attention to, but it's in the long run, it becomes easier over time. And in the long run, it's, it's, it makes, going through life so much easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you've been a busy little person, mm -hmm. steamers. Hey, steamers. <laughs> I see books. I see, I see books. I see books. So what led you to write the books that you have, we have here on the desk, how to stay, how to stay mentally healthy. healthy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's a workbook, a guided workbook to self-awareness and self-discovery. So the workbook is made up of activities that I do with clients. So I'm, I'm very hands-on. So, you know, I use my whole office to show examples. I'm okay. standing up, I'm giving, I'm trying to give scenarios. And so I use everything. And so I give worksheets where I'm writing things down. And so everything that I've kind of done um, with clients in terms of activities, I'm like, oh, you know what? Rather than keep writing it every time, I could just put it in a book okay. and I could say, hey, okay, clients, this is the activity I want you to do. Can you go get the book? Can right. you go order the book? Or sometimes I just show them the activity and say, here, if you could copy, copy the activity. Nice. Right. And so this particular workbook is made out of, is, is from that. It's birthed from all the things that I do with my clients. And, um, and here we are. Here. And so it's just lots of basic, um, and it's in some ways it's for people who's new into therapy. Okay. Um, to some extent, um, new into this idea of self, of self work, mm -hmm. self care. Right. Um, new into that because a lot of my clients who are very insightful who's been doing the work they've been doing the work so they've been doing workbooks they've been yeah. doing you know they've been doing that but for people who are fairly new into it yeah. this is a great great place to start just has lots of great activities to help you become self-aware and, and some activities in terms of things going into your childhood and one of the things um that i have all my clients do it's this this um this inventory called the ACE, Adverse Childhood Experiences. And this is a, an activity, um, a workbook that, not a workbook, but a um, an inventory that's been out for a very long time because it asks questions, basic questions about your upbringing before age 18. And so research has been found because the CDC and Kaiser have done research utilizing these questions with adults, clients to see a correlation with when these things have happened in your life, it increases risks, yeah. right? And so the more of these things, so there's 10 questions. If every yes that you answer to the questions, then there's a, there's a higher risk, particularly when there isn't interventions, when there isn't support in place. And so for me, it's good to know that because that helps give clients, have the conversation with clients to say, oh, 
And so when they're coming and, and, and noticing all these things, well, you've had a lot of different things that's happened. Those things, to some extent, are traumatic. Those yeah. things are things that's affected. And and we're just living life. So we don't necessarily always know trauma, not trauma. We just live it and then we put it away. Mm-hmm. We live it, we put it away. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it's all of these things that's gotten to be very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's all those activities are, are in the book. And just again to start the conversation to help people become aware because that's the first place to, that's that would be what I would say to start. Sometimes it's you know it's it's the awareness part Natalie and it's owning it too. Owning it. Because I believe that there are some people that are aware mm-hmm. of what triggers them and what bothers them and how they've been masking. Yeah. Absolutely. But then it's the ownership part mm-hmm. because that's where it really becomes uncomfortable. Absolutely. Right? Because Absolutely. there are some pieces of whatever it is that is that a person experiences experience, some of it was not in their control, yeah. and they're ca- and they're carrying it, mm-hmm. and then there might be some pieces of something else that it was there, or it could have been mutual. It could have been whatever it is, right? But I think that's I think people do have some people have some sense of awareness that something like this. T- I, it puts me in a space, in a mood, a thought, a feeling, mm-hmm. but the owning of it is the part that is difficult. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's the part that helps them get free. It's the other part. Yeah. So the o- awareness of it, acknowledging yeah. this thing yes. and, and also being mindful that this thing is impacting me. Right. Yes. And like you said, owning it, because again, in, in, in these questionings, it puts us in the position to say what to do next. Mm-hmm. And so with, with all my clients, it's always, what do you want to do about that? It's okay to also tell me, I, I choose to ignore it. But these are very conscious to say you choose to ignore it. <laughs> and so when, when, when this other thing happens, also know this is the result of, of that, right? Cause we, part of also with, with my practice and, and when I talk to clients is also helping people know we're not victims. We're not victims of things. Right. And to not be victims, you got to know you have options. You, you being aware that you have a choice and you can, we could choose to stay a victim. We could choose that too. We could choose to say, I'm going to choose to stay here knowing all the bad stuff happening. Ooh, that's and that's, that's okay. If you feel that's what's been, if that's what seems to work, mm-hmm. then do that. Mm-hmm. But then no, you, you, you don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that's, that's a lot of what I try to help people do. Whatever. Once we know, piece. that's the, exactly. That's the empowerment right? piece. Once you know all of whatever's going on, know you have options to do a lot of things. Yes. But when we don't know, we just don't know. We're, we're very tunnel vision. We just right. think this is it. And we right. feel trapped. We feel stuck. We feel as if there's nothing we could do. Yeah. And part of my work with clients is no, oh, no, you can do a whole lot. Yeah. Now, how much of a lot do you want to do? It's all up to you. Yeah. It's, it's that victim piece though. I think that people Absolutely. feel that I am the victim. Mm-hmm. People won't understand or get me. And, and there's nothing that can help me. They also Absolutely. feel like there's no sense of options or mm-hmm. no sense of really truly Absolutely. working through this because it doesn't go away, mm-hmm. but it, but you can work through it that it's more manageable. It's not taking over you. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The very good point. So right. it's not consuming. Right. Yeah. And so when I do trauma work with clients, mm. one of the questions that I ask them is based on this particular memory or right. event right. that we're going to talk about. Um, 
How heavy is it? How, mm. how painful is it? How hurtful is it from a scale of one to 10? Right. For some, for a lot of my clients, when they're coming in initially, it's, it feels heavy. As they talk about, it, you could see the distress. You could see the tears. You yeah. could see the discomfort. Right. It's yeah. very debilitating. Right. And so when something is debilitating, yeah, it feels like it's hard to move. Mm-hmm. And part of our job as therapists, at least for me, my job as a therapist is to kind of help, help take it off a little bit. Yes. Off a little bit. Thank you. Just a little, you know, a little bit more mm-hmm. time because it's, it's good. It might take a little bit of work, mm-hmm. right? Just off a little bit so it doesn't feel so debilitating. Yes. Right. Yes. And again, a lot of that too gets connected to na- our narratives, how we perceive things, how we see things, mm. right? When a person perceives, if I take off work, I am lazy, I'm no good. Then yeah, that's that's definitely a heavy weight. Yeah, that when is that's heavy. when that's the narrative that's connected to taking mm-hmm. off work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could definitely see why you would be guilty, feel guilty, feel all these things when when that's what is connected to that. Yeah, how can we shift that so mm-hmm. that we could lift the guilt? We could right. lift some of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of that is having the conversation in terms of their history, their past, and helping them acknowledge. Oh, but you've you you've done all this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So taking a day off means that mm-hmm. and. Interestingly enough, when people say things out loud, it's like, no, it doesn't mean that. Well, then, but the narrative, because we, when we had, when we create narratives from especially our childhood, we, we were stuck in it. We yeah. believe it, right? Yeah. And then when they start to say that, no, it doesn't mean that, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. So let's, let's, and, and taking the time now to get out of that narrative, mm-hmm. shift the narrative to mm-hmm. something else so that and, now, so action could, yeah. could then take place. And it's a consistent thing. It's almost like Absolutely. an addict. Like once you say I'm a you know I'm a look listen I'm a sweet tooth addict I like sweets let's use that yeah and once you know that you know that that's every day you have to work at it so that you're not consumed or or operating in that space right S- same thing here right I for me I had some stuff when I was a little kid and I had to give myself grace because Natalie I feel that emotional trauma mm-hmm. is different, right? From sexually abuse or being raped. And I would minimize yeah. my trauma because I would say I didn't, I, w- I, I was fortunate that I didn't have some, any inappropriate behavior happening Absolutely. to me when I was a young child. And I was mm-hmm. No, I had emotional yeah, type yeah, stuff, like yeah. insecurities and things like that. And people said, no, 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 that's, that's your trunk. That's yeah, your bag. Yeah. It's worth something. Don't, don't diminish it. Right. But it's a constant work it because constant it took work. me not until my forties, late forties. To realize I was cute. Yeah. Because I wasn't told that. Absolutely. And I carry that. Absolutely. Right. We do. We carry it. We do. You know, you don't even realize it. Well, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not. And it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. So if people laugh and they smile, oh, Michelle, yeah, we know you're cute. But they don't know that it is a daily thing that when I get up in the morning, that is a when I look in the mirror and brushing my teeth, I I. You know, I give myself the Absolutely. old week, like, you know what? You're all, you're more than all right. You're more than enough. Absolutely. I have to say things like that Absolutely. every single day. Absolutely. So yeah, you, it's a, it's like a muscle, Natalie. It is that I'm learning to work right for myself. And that's why I say I'm doing the work because mm-hmm. before I was waiting on people to give me that affirmation. Sure. I yeah. thought it was someone else's responsibility nope. to make me feel a certain way, mm-hmm. but I'm owning it. I own it. 
right? I realize it was there. We're talking about it. I realize it was there. I own it. And so every day I do a little bit to work that muscle so that it's not, you know, it doesn't have any weight. It used to, used to weigh me down. used to have me crying, feeling away about my own self and my self-worth and my value. And so just doing something like that every day, it gives me a different perspective. Yes. On my day, on my life and who I am and what I bring. Absolutely. Just something as little as for me. And that's me. And that's my story. Absolutely. Because I had triggers. I, absolutely. (laughs) Like, so we all have something. We do. But I think, you know, if you own it and be okay with it, it's okay because you get things that you didn't even ask for. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you carry things you didn't even know. Like, why are you telling me this? Why are you doing this? Why are you touching me? Why are you doing, like, you don't even know. And you're carrying this thing and you feel like this embarrassment or whatever it is and shame. No. Absolutely. None of that. And nothing is off the table. I tell my clients, right? If if something brings an emotion to you, Mm -hmm. no matter how small. Yes. Come on, Natalie. Acknowledge that. Yes. Absolutely. Right. There's no, there's no difference. Yes. I guess in in some ways. There's no necessary difference to if this feels hurtful, it feels hurtful. It's my shoes. It's, it's, it's It's, exactly. It's my shoes and they hurt or it feels away and it's different. And we don't have the same experiences because we're all different people. We all come from different walks of life, different neighborhoods, different cultures. We're our genders. It could be gender related. It's different. And so just understanding and respecting that takes a weight off of you already. Absolutely. Because one thing you said too, in acknowledging that and understanding that, then it gives you permission to do something about yes. it, right? But then when it feels as if, oh, I shouldn't complain about this or I shouldn't bring this right. up or it's no big right. deal, right? Right. But everything is a big deal mm-hmm. because again, it's, and it's not necessarily a big deal in the, in the, in the, yes, in, in, in relatively, yes. sure. Right. But again, which is why it's important also to, you can't look at everybody else. That, Where are you? If you, if this thing has kept you at step two, come on now, forever, then it's a problem. I mean, that's it. It may not have kept anybody else at step two. They kept moving, but they kept moving. But if you are stuck, then obviously this thing is something (laughs) that has kept you stuck. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's Let's have a conversation. Absolutely. I love having conversations with that. Now he's so good. You have other books? You have other materials? I do. I do. So I wrote other books and you should see them up. So there's Where's My Daddy? Mm. A Girl's Guide to Grieving an Absent Father. But I also have a boy version of the book. So a boy's book, Where's My Daddy? A Boy's Guide to Grieving an Absent Father. And actually, the boy book actually is a book that I wrote with my son. Nice. And so my son has his own experiences of having an absent father. And in this case, absent in terms of he's he's still living. Yeah. But he's just haven't been um consistently around. Mm. Mm. Um he's consistent inconsistent. Mm. Come on now. Okay. He's inconsistent consistently. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He's and consistently so, inconsistent. Right. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. So um in his presence in, in all of that growing up. And so um we saw some effects of that. And so um when he was young and put some things together and so even though he's a, he's now eighteen, but so we raised when we recently um published the book yeah. in um two thousand nineteen. Yeah. When he turned eighteen, but 
this it is a book from more so his childhood in terms of the effects of not having a father around and how that felt because he, he knew his father and at some point father wasn't around and just missing him and going through that grieving process. And so the reason I brought this book out because I do have a lot of clients who have absent parents. Really? Um mothers or fathers and they don't necessarily recognize it as a as a loss mm. and that that loss requires it requires you to grieve yeah right and so we tend to just associate loss with death, death. right but the person not being in your life is a loss too mm-hmm. right and and be, when we experience any layers of loss when something is there and disappears or is supposed to be there isn't there then there's something missing yeah and in that missing we have to grieve we go through a grieving experience and mm-hmm. grieving. And so the book talks about the stages of grief um, and how he went through his, the stages of grief and, and talking about that. And so again, I encourage parents to, to, to get this book and to talk to your child. If you have a child in that position about that and to, to start doing the, the steps to acknowledge that, that it is a loss. And so because there is another man there, it doesn't take away the loss, right? You still go through your grieving, right? And so again, to say, well, you have somebody else there or he he's never been there. You don't even know him, you know, because yeah. I get clients like that in those situations too. But the fact that you, you too doesn't know that itself is, is significant. That is a right. Huge and going thing. through the loss of never, never having to have experienced that. And, and when, and, and those things do affect people. They do in a big way, in big ways, in a big way. Right? And just emotionally and how we connect and how we relate. And again, with my son, I'm learning a lot of that because I do have both of my parents. My parents are still married. They just celebrated 50 years. And I see, I see both my mom and dad all the time. Yeah. And so it's through him that I get, I got to see some of that. And through all my clients who haven't, who's, who's had those experiences of having an absent parent, how, how significant questions that doesn't come to my mind comes yeah. to their mind. <laughs> Because that's their experience, right? I've never experienced those yeah, things. So that's not a question. It's not, you're not you know, thinking that a, way. A yeah. loss in, 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 in going into relationships too. The fear of being hurt in certain ways. Abandonment. There's, 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 there's abandonment. I've never been abandoned. I don't trust. know what that is. Trust, there's right? No, there's no trust. Because there's trust. Trust automatically is something that comes. When the person supposed to be there isn't there and oh isn't, doesn't follow through on what they say they're going to do, trust. And again, our parents is our first everything. I know. Our first love. Here's a hot, here's another and our hot first one. heartbreak. Here's another hot one. You don't really love me. You're just saying that because Absolutely. there are pockets of love that's missing. You don't know what that is. Absolutely. You have these questions like, did this person know about me and still chose not to be in my life? Or they're here and they give me crumbs. They're breadcrumbing me. Yeah. Like they can't, like, I'm not a priority. Like right. you, it's a, it's right. a lot. Right. So when you have these questions with the, with a, with a parent, automatically those questions are going to come up in relationships. Ooh. Right. I automatically. Learned. And again, consciously or unconsciously, yes. like you're going to question whether another person loves you, whether yeah. the person does, because those are the things. What's whereas, the intentions? Whereas What's again, your motives? Where are you going? What are right. you doing? How long are you going to stay? Does you really mean this? This is not, you can't, this can't be, this can't possibly be it. You know what? You don't Absolutely. really love me. This is, this is, Absolutely. You got options. You got stuff going on. Whereas with the person who's had, who's had both parents, those aren't the things. And it's interesting. And I, I wouldn't mind doing some type of study on that. Yeah. I have clients who, who are in marriages, successful marriages with, with, um, 
they themselves have an absent parent, but their husbands or wives have both their parents. Okay. And how the mindset of how they move around is so different because it is different because you, you have somebody who's walking around not trusting mm-hmm. and you have somebody who, who not trusts, even, who doesn't even think, thinking, not even thinking, who that doesn't way. even think, right. Meaning it'll work itself out. Yeah, it'll work. <laughs> I mean, why is that even a thought? Right. And that's how I, that's how I function. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've tend because again, I haven't had a sp- growing up where I mistrust things. Mm-hmm. Everything that's needed to be there have always been there. Yeah. Yeah. For you some, know? you not only, it's for some, Natalie, it's a sense of independence. Like some of us sure. are very independent because we're like, we can't count on that person. Right. That parent wasn't, wasn't, wasn't there as much as the, the, primary parent right and it could be male or female i don't even want to go there because some because yeah. some dads are stepping up and the moms are not so what whoever that primary parent is and so you see a sense of independence yeah. you see strength you yeah. see yeah. i can't really depend on anyone right. else it's yeah. just me or it's not going to happen absolutely and which is which is a positive and great until they need someone yeah. right yeah yeah. And then this notion of, I can't need someone. Yeah. So then that becomes the That's thing that the, pushes that, that right? Okay. I can't need someone I can't. and I shouldn't need someone because they will disappoint they're me. They're not going to come. They, right. They're Who not going to come forward. Right. Where and so they? then, so then that person does feel alone. They do. Right. Which is what I get. I, I get the client I, saying, I, I, I feel alone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Feeling as if they really can't depend on anyone. Yeah. And that's. That's a lonely place to be. That is a very lonely place to Absolutely. be, but it's a reality and it it's is. a thing that you work through every single day Absolutely. to remain open Absolutely. to the possibilities of that not being the narrative forever. Absolutely. Maybe it's just a seasonal thing. I look at it as a, maybe just a, for a season. Some seasons are longer than others. Right. That, that's right. what we have. Absolutely. What else do you have? You have any other projects or works coming? Yeah, so I want to talk about the 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 t-shirt too. So we, I do have a t-shirt, Mental Health Matters. Um, and if you don't mind, I don't know yeah. if you could stand up. And so it says in the back says me versus me, a time for therapy. So just to give my son a little plug, this is my son's design, Nathaniel Ellis with Enigmatic Living. And so we designed this shirt together to again to reinforce the importance of mental health and that a lot of the struggle is really internal, right? So people do put their stuff on us. You know, parents, our experiences do put a lot of stuff on us, but at the end of the day, we, we struggle internally, right? Mental health matters, right? All the, the we, time. We, we struggle internally, which is why we want to say that it's me versus me mm-hmm. because the, our parent or our experiences could plant the seed, mm-hmm. but guess who continues to water the seed? We, us, me. We do. Me. So even though they, they didn't, um, instill, um, um, positivity right. into you or esteem into you, right? Mm-hmm. They started that, they planted that, mm-hmm. but then at some point I you, wanted- you choose to decide whether or not you're going to keep going with that. Yeah. Or if you're going to say, you know what? They didn't do it, but I'm going to do I'm it for gonna myself. Do it. I'm right? going to do it. And so then this, this becomes about me, me yeah. versus me at this yeah. point. Yeah. Right. So which is why we wanted um, to go with that. And then time for therapy. And again, if, if therapy is an avenue, you know, I encourage, there's all types of resources and tools yes. out there, but as a, a mental health therapist, I definitely encourage people to, um, to get therapy and, and to therapy as see therapy as a, a tool. Mm-hmm. I am a tool for, for individuals. And just like we go to the dentist every six months, because at some point, even though we brush our teeth every day, right? Some point we need an additional 
additional cleaning, yeah. right? We go to the, to the to the doctor because again, even though we're doing our best to take care of ourselves, there's things the doctors need to do. And so there's nothing wrong with going to see a professional to talk about our mind, talk about mm-hmm. our experience, talk about what's happening, just to give some some insight and some guidance, right? Um, and again, there's various layers of mental health and mental wellness, of mental illness, right? There's lots of layers. And so a person doesn't have to be to the point of crazy, which is not an appropriate term, but to that point or to any point of significant mental um, illness to come in and get help, right? At all levels, we can get the help to just take off that weight, take mm-hmm. off that burden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that we can take the step forward, yes. right? And again, it's it's when we're feeling stuck, it's how to get unstuck. Yes. And if I could help anybody get unstuck so that they could get move forward so that they could be their best self, and that's, that's important for people to be, because when people are happy being the best self, guess what? We feel it. Cause then, yeah. then I'm, then I'm putting their stuff on us. Yeah. Cause the person who's miserable, you feel it too. <laughs> I mean, we feel it. We go to the grocery store. We know who's miserable. Yeah. But versus the person who's happy. The person who feels, who feels I good. know. I know. I know. So we, we, we want to empower that and yes. reinforce that and have yes. more of that for people to, yes. to feel good and be good. Right. And so. Yes, although it's never okay for for customer service to be not good, but again, when people got a lot of stuff going on, we're gonna we're gonna feel that, mm-hmm. see that, and so if mm-hmm. we could encourage somebody, sounds like you know I'm I'm always good when I when people act out in front of me in customer service with the cashiers, I'm like you're having a rough day, huh? <laughs> when, I mean, obviously, because yeah. I don't personalize it because yeah. it's not about me. Right? You, you don't know me. You got nothing to do with me. So yeah. you 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 have an attitude. It's not about me. Yeah. You're having a rough day. And yeah. they, they probably, they're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I got, I got, I got to go to your bathroom. I got to go do this. You hear all kinds of things as you say that. Stuff. It's like, well, just take a deep breath. Yeah. And hopefully it'll be over. It'll, you know, you get what, get what you need. Right. But then in helping them recognize that and hopefully they could recognize for themselves and says, I just need a break. Mm-hmm. And hopefully mm-hmm. they could do what they need to do so that they don't continue yeah. shit on the next person. <laughs> <laughs> You might want to get asked for that break. <laughs> and it came with the slap. <laughs> and of course I do it. So now me having an attitude back wouldn't help anything. Now I like it. I like now we're fighting in the middle of Walmart and then police come to get popped. Right. We don't need all that. But I could simply say you're having a rough day. Don't mess with the Haitian therapist. You know, don't mess with her. This is my friend, Natalie. She's so good. This was excellent, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you I appreciate so it. I really enjoy coming yeah, to, I, to talk yes, about mental health. Yes, you love it. And and as as the years go on, you just get more excited and passionate about it. You're growing as well, yes, you know? Yes, yes, So this is awesome. Thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. I enjoy talking about this topic. This is such an important topic. And as people are, are giving themselves permission, as we saw throughout the Olympics and, and we see throughout, you know, um, social media, a lot of people are really starting to own their mental health and doing what they need to do mm-hmm. um, to do the work. And again, you know, there's this notion of people are, you know, are not as strong as people before or yeah. whatever those, those notions are. People now, they, they definitely have more on their plate that's not necessary, right? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. social media, social media has opened up a whole lot of can of worms that, you know, feel we have to compete, feel yeah. we have to do a lot of yeah. stuff that we have to be present that, and you know, all that this we didn't, stuff. Yeah. People didn't have to do. So people are, are, are burdened with a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, if whatever they need to do to, to unload some of that burden so that they could be better people. 
And so then inadvertently be, be better for yeah. others yeah. as well. Yeah. Right. And or that's the thing the with self-care, right? Right. Self-care <laughs> isn't selfish um, because when you are better, you are inevitably um, better around others. Yes. Yeah. How can people find you, Natalie? Where can yeah, people find definitely. you? Definitely. So I am, I am on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, esteem counseling services is the, my hashtag or well, my line handle. Yes. A social media handle, esteem counseling services. And again, I am in the Decatur area. If anybody wants to see me, um, face to face. So I do offer, um, virtual sessions for clients, um, three days a week and then two days a week. I'm in the office awesome. and, um, I try to do groups and, and try to p- provide insight and information and education. So definitely seek out my, um, my social media page for information. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. This You're is so awesome. welcome. This Thank you, Michelle. Good. I definitely enjoy coming. Yes, man. I like Natalie. So that's my time on Real Chicks Rockin'. I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Go check out the website, realchicksrock.com. Go copy a t-shirt. Subscribe so you don't miss our newsletters because we blog too. And sign up to the YouTube channel. Hit like and subscribe to these podcasts and shows so you don't miss it. Until next time, may you live to be a hundred and I live to be a hundred minus a day. So I never knew that beautiful people like you had passed away. Until next time, be well, take care, and continue to rock rock. Thank you for checking out Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next show.